Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's open enrollment for the ACA Health Insurance Marketplace. If you want to enroll in a new health plan or update your current one, GetCoveredIllinois.gov can help you navigate health coverage to find a quality health plan. Find out if you qualify for financial help and get free enrollment assistance. Our local navigators are here for you. Your simplified health plan coverage journey starts at GetCoveredIllinois.gov. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and it's just gonna be me today. Um, yeah, so Edward um, has given was given quite the day for himself today. Um, as you guys know, we do record these episodes on Mondays, so because of that, I decided uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and let him take a take a break, a much needed break, and I'll be writing this episode solo because, well, for one, I, I really couldn't find a quick uh, last minute co-host because. You know, hey, things happen and, and life's a thing. But um, yeah, it's been a pretty weird day for me. You know, not not nothing compared to Edward, but um, you know, but for sure it has been kind of a weird day. Um, crazy downpour hit Houston. So if you live in Houston, then you definitely can relate at this point of this episode. Um, but yeah, so because it's just me, I'm going to try my best to give you guys as much in-depth details as I can give y'all. Um, share my thoughts and opinions uh, as always, but uh, um, if this if this episode ends up only being like an hour or or hour and a half or how or shoot thirty minutes, I don't think it's gonna get to thirty minutes. But you know, if depending on how this episode ends, it's it's just gonna end that way. I really can't tell you much else about it. Um, so so that is that. Um, but yeah, man, we do have quite the show. Uh, we still have headlines, no debate topic this week because it just be weird if it's just me debating with myself. Um, but uh, we'll also be doing uh, a look into the final month of the leagues in Europe. Obviously, League on Serie A, uh, the Bundesliga, you know, La Liga, and the English Premier League. We're not going to go through the whole tables, but we'll let you see, you know, who's in, you know, who's in, um, who, you know, who, who's in that Champions League spot, who's in that first place spot, who's in the Europa League, Conference League, because that's the that's still a thing. Um, Player, the, the teams are in a relegation zone, so you guys have a good idea. Um, obviously, we still have a month left, so these could honestly change or they could stay the same. You never know. So that's why we're sharing it at, on here. Uh, give our games to recap, uh, announce our players of the week, highlight some games for this coming weekend. For Liga Mekis, this is going to be the last week of regular season play. So next episode, get ready for our playoff preview. For Liga Mekis, so so yeah, so things are gonna get a little interesting there as well in Liga Mekis. 
And um, no three up, three down because it's just me. So that's what that's what we're doing here. So we're going to go ahead and um, take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. All right, and we're back. All right, so before we get going with this episode, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. If you guys go to our bios on those social media platforms, there's a link. It'll take you to our link tree. On the link tree is how you can listen to us through Spotify and other great, uh, you know, audio resources. Um, our great partners in Fanatics and Audible, uh, the Belly Up Sports website, Tiki Live, um, and of course the Insert Name MC Clothing Store. So make sure you guys go ahead once again check out our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter. At insert name FC. All right. So let's get going with these headlines. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Harry Maguire. So if you guys don't know who Harry Maguire is, Harry Maguire is a center back, a defender for Manchester United and the English national team. Now, there was a lot of attention that Harry Maguire received, especially during his time at Leicester City, where he ended up getting, you know, getting transferred over to Manchester United, where you know, he was very highly paid and, you know, some people didn't necessarily feel the hype for him, but over the years, obviously gained some respect, played for the English national team, was a part of that team that, uh, was game, was a penalty away from winning the Euro. But this season has, um, hasn't been good for him and has definitely been kind of viewed as one of the reasons why, I mean, uh, Honestly, a lot, Manchester United has been getting a lot of, a lot of flag for how their season's been going. And, uh, one of the big ones is, uh, you know, they're, Harry Maguire is obviously the big target, but obviously some people are saying that, you know, it's Cristiano Ronaldo, that they're better off without Cristiano Ronaldo. So, you know, the times they win is when Cristiano Ronaldo's balling out. So, um, I don't know if it, it I, I really can't tell you what exactly the problem is with Manchester United. Maybe we, we'll talk about that maybe next week or something. Maybe that could be our debate topic for next week. So Edward can share his thoughts as he's a Manchester United fan. But um, obviously, like I said, a lot of people have been criticizing Harry Maguire, even to the point where people kind of don't want to see him starting matches anymore because of him just not playing well defensively. He's given up quite some own goals as well. But even that, but just questioning his 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 captaincy status, like why is he the captain? And I mean, I, I feel the same way. I think maybe Sean Ronaldo should be the captain right now for, for Manchester United, but Seems like they're hesitant over it. I mean, they put the, they get the armband to Bruno Fernandez. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything about Bruno Fernandez. I think he definitely has the qualities of a captain, but it's just weird because it's Cristiano Ronaldo, man. Like, I mean, you know, what he means to Manchester United and you don't give him the armband is, is kind of weird. But like I said, Harry Maguire seems to be the most criticized one of them all. And, um, like I said, um, not only have they been questioning him playing for Manchester United, but even, why he's getting called up with the English national team. And I mean, there's some center backs that you, you probably throw over Harry Maguire right now. Ben White being one of those guys, using my Arsenal bias there, but still, you know, there's some guys that have been performing and 
unfortunately, Harry Maguire just hasn't been performing. And, and, and you know, this is coming from someone that actually does like Harry Maguire. Um, not right now because he's not looking great, but I did have some respect for Harry Maguire. I thought Harry Maguire was a pretty serviceable center back. Just unfortunately, right now he's not serviceable. Um, but you know, we we know how, how what things how things to have can happen when you're not performing, especially when you're talking about in a in a in a world in a country that actually follows the game, actually understands the game, and and, and kind of. I, I would say essentially the similar, like obviously if Americans view the game similar to how they view the NFL team with soccer, the pressure would probably be a little bit higher with soccer as well. But, you know, they just don't have that here. And, um, and it's an interesting thing. But, but yeah, kind of going back into this though, like, you know, you're going to be criticized by the media. The media is constantly covering soccer because, you know, that's the sport in, in, in over in Europe. And so, you know, you're seeing, you know, Harry Maguire's game, you know, kind of, you know, on the poster. The poster child of what's going on with Manchester United, um, why they're not living up to par because of all the money they spent, a lot of it being from Harry Maguire himself. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, just from all that, and and you know, people think that it's crazy that things escalate like this. And I mean, we, we saw recently with you know with the Yankees, you know, uh, they were throwing trash at players, cheering for a player getting for a player getting hurt, and so like. Yeah, classless is going to be everywhere. It's just that's what's going to be. But this to me is definitely where, and I mean, like you know, you've heard me say my things with, with what happened with Querétaro and, and all the all the crazy stuff that has happened over in the and it just in the game itself. Of, you know, you know what's what happened with Senegal, how they treated the Egyptian players, things like that is is just there's going to be people that just take things a little too far. And this is where I'm getting with Harry Maguire because everybody's probably, you guys are probably wondering why, why the fuck am I talking about Harry Maguire? And it's because Harry Maguire received a bomb threat. Yes, a bomb threat. There was a, a, there's a tall police investigation going on right now because of it. You know, obviously they, I'm sure they did the proper procedures to what, what they need to do for Harry Maguire and his family because it's a bomb threat. It, you know, throwing trash is one thing, which I'm not condoning. Um, you know, yelling at them is one thing, but threatening people's lives, and, and it happens. We've seen it happen. I mean, we saw what happened with with Marcus Rashford and and, and Saka, and, and 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 you know, Jaden Sancho when when they missed, you know, when they missed those penalties, um, in the Euro final, like they got they received death threats. They that you know, so this is where I'm like. You know, stop pretending that there's other, there's fan bases that have class. To be honest, man, most fan bases, there's always that group of people that just has no class. Like, that they do this stuff. They do, like, even people that are fans of the teams that I support. I know that there's shitty fans on there as well. I think in general, we can admit that everybody has a shitty part of their fan base. Like, they don't, they don't speak for you, but you, and, and you know, so like, I think it's funny when people, you know, get mad when they see a, you know, uh, uh, a Dodgers fan, you know, attacking an Astros fan because he's an Astros fan and like, oh, there's no class. But then I can guarantee you, I've seen a few Astros fans trying to jump a Dodgers fan as well. So it's just like, and I'm not trying to use, the uh, reason why I'm using baseball right now is actually because I'm watching the Astros game. But, uh, but that's kind of my thing though, is like everywhere you're going to have just shitty fans in general, like just people that take it way too far. And it's, and it, and, you know, it's kind of the cliche of saying, like, it's it's just a game. Like, it's at the end of the day, 
it is just a game. Like it's if it if it's to the point where it affects your life, where you're caught, you're thinking of doing acts of terrorism to a person, it is like you know you really got to reassess if you even should be a fan of a sport because if it affects you that badly, where you want to make some pipe bombs and <laughs> I mean I don't really know what happened. Like the investigation is still ongoing, so I don't know what the findings were. But for me, like, you know, we're talking about a human being, you know, a player, you know, things happen. It, it, and obviously because they're, they're front and center that, you know, people can see them. It's like, it, they're going to get criticized. They're going to, they're going to just be attacked because, well, you know who they are. You know how they look. You see what's going on in the field. And it's, you know, it's not like saying that, you know, Harry Maguire is a good player. I mean, right now he's just struggling right now. He, you know, luckily they benched him against Arsenal, but. But even then, in the Ar- in, against Arsenal, you you still see that there's some there there's clearly some bigger problems that maybe it's just not just Harry Maguire, but Manchester United in general just has a lot of problems. Which I guess again would be it's going to be a great debate topic for next week, but um, or at least a discussion for next week. But like to the point where you're gonna you know threaten somebody not only but th- that person but their family is just is uh, it, it's it's ridiculous to me and. Uh, um, like if you if you hate the player, and I mean I can't say anything. I you know everybody knows how I feel about Jaka, but I'm not gonna send death threats to Jaka. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say, can he can sell? Can we just sell him finally? Can we finally sell him? That's all I say. I don't ever go as far as like say, oh I want him dead or or God I hope I hope someone puts a bomb. Like I don't do that because <laughs> it's not that deep. Like once again, Jaka's a human being. He probably is like the coolest guy in the world. I just don't want him on my team. Um, I'm just talking about the player. I'm not talking about the person, but I am not going to escalate it to the point where people's lives could feel endangered. And this is literally, I'm talking about a person's family. Like the person's one thing, but you know, their family, you know, and I'm not saying that everybody's a family person, but I'm, I'm assuming Harry Maguire is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, and this is, this is kind of what my point was when, you know, Kind of being on the side of the Mexican fans because, you know, it's like as if they're, do- they're the only ones doing stuff like this. And it's like, and this is crazy because you're getting a Salvadorian, not only a Salvadorian, but an American trying to defend Mexican, the Mexican national team, which feels weird sometimes. But it's the reason why is because like this happens everywhere. Everywhere has crazy fans. Everywhere has fans. That take it too far. Like it's, that's just everywhere in sport, not only in, in soccer, but just in sports in general. Like there's people that just take things way too far. They just, they just, maybe not even just in sports. We're maybe we could be talking about other things as well. Like people just take shit too far. And even, even though they may not speak for, they not represent the mass majority, cause I'm sure there's a lot of good fans that wouldn't do this. But when, when shit like that happens, guess what? <laughs> That falls under you because once again, who they're affiliated with, and so, yeah, it, um, I, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, maybe I hope it, w- it was just a threat. I hope it's not like they found the bomb or found a bomb or anything over at at their home or anything like that. I just hope um, everybody is okay. Um, I hope Harry Maguire is in a good headspace. Um, I think what honestly, I think it was best to bench him. Um, get his head straight. I think that's one thing that Harry Maguire probably needed was just give him some time to keep clear his head, and maybe he can come back. Uh, back to you know the the, the center back that many people thought Harry Maguire what is. 
So, yeah, man, stop being crazy. Oh, I can't even promise that people are going to be crazy. But yeah, there's that. All right, so the next topic is, so Sir Martin Broaden, who is currently, compete, you know, obviously ex-Liverpool chairman, um, is currently competing for putting in a, in a bidding war for Chelsea. Um, you know, and like, you know, obviously with a bidding war, if you have more money, you can make some, some deals happen. Um, you know, that'll be great. So that's what he's doing. He's going to recruit and add more people into his, in his group to make sure that he gets the ownership of Chelsea, which he goes after, he goes off and gets two really big names in sports. One being Serena Williams and which do I have to say? All right. Ten, you know, tennis player, just mega star when it comes to the game of tennis, Serena Williams. And uh, I believe like a seven-time, I, I don't know if he's eight-time, but multiple world champion in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, have been added to the big group. Obviously, Serena Williams has been known for doing the, her whole investments bill, so she's really good, obviously, with her finances. And I believe also the same thing for Lewis Hamilton. I'm sure with their all, all their success, they have also gained a lot of, Obviously, sponsorship deals and all, all that. So they probably have a pretty good substantial amount of wealth where they can come in and help put in their share for the investment of Chelsea. Now, do I think that they're going to be vital parts of the ownership group? Not really. I'm sure they're going to be part of the ownership group, but I don't necessarily think that they're going to be like well involved in any way. I just, they're just going to be affiliated with Chelsea. But, you know, specifically for, for Serena Williams, I think it's really cool. Um, I think, uh, obviously it's a big name and an exciting name. I think would be enough to get some people excited, uh, from the, from the U.S. to, to check out the sport. Just more exposure to the game, especially when you have one of the biggest tennis stars. Probably not even just tennis stars, but just one of the biggest athletes in the world. Just a big name, Serena Williams, that everyone knows who Serena Williams is. If you don't, you're a liar. So it's, it's, it's a big one. Now for Lewis Hamilton, this is the thing that I'm kind of intrigued by. So Lewis Hamilton, um, I don't know particularly, you know, how he grew up. Um, but obviously he grew up in England. So soccer is, this is the sport that, that England is mainly big on. Um, but from what I was gathering, um, he is more of an Arsenal fan. Now, you know, opportunities to own a club, I think sometimes maybe people, you know, ignore, you know, you sometimes, and I say this just because like working in sports, you know, having to work with, like for prime example, I am not a Rockets fan. I don't hate the Rockets, but I'm, I'm just not a fan of the Rockets. Like I can, I really don't care what happens with that team. You know, if they win, they win. Cool. If they lose, they lose, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, an opportunity came where I got to work for the Houston Rockets. And while I was working for the organization, I mean, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. I know you can tell me I suck, but as I was working for the Rockets, obviously if, when, if they're succeeding, I'm doing well. That means I still, I stay, I stay employed. So, <laughs> you know, that was my mentality. So you, you become a little bit invested in the, in the team when you work there or you have some, some stake in it. Um, and so that's how I felt with the Rockets. I sat, obviously I don't no longer work for the Rockets. That's, that's neither here nor there. And don't want to really necessarily talk about it, but, uh, and it's not like anything ugly. I mean, I just, I just left. That was really the only thing 
Um, but the thing with me was, um, you know, once I left, obviously I had no longer an affiliation to the Houston Rockets. So obviously I just didn't follow the Houston Rockets anymore. I was back to, you know, just being a Lakers fan. Um, so with Lewis Hamilton, and like I said, I believe he's an Arsenal fan. I, I, I didn't really read into it. I know he, his sister, I believe was, is an Arsenal fan, but I think he also has family that are Chelsea fans, which I mean, isn't crazy to believe, you know, depending what part, what part of London you grew up in. You you probably have affiliation to, to the club that's by that area, or maybe you moved to that area. So I really don't can't really speak on it, but from what I know, from what I read, he, he does side with Arsenal, and so you know Max Verstappen, who right now is right now, well, right now you know Ferrari is doing their thing. Well, actually, they kind of fell off a little bit, but you know before before this season, Hamilton was obviously dominating the sport of Formula One. And then you have Max Verstappen, who kind of has become his competitor, finally wins the world championship. Um, though I, there was some controversy behind that, but they've kind of be- developed this rivalry, if you will. And, um, and Max Verstappen made, made, a made the, the comment of, of, uh, isn't he an Arsenal fan? And, you know, it's weird that he's buying Chelsea. And, um, sorry, I was a little thirsty. The, the thing that was the thing that you know obviously pointing out is if you had the opportunity to buy a club, does it really matter what that club is? Um, and I really don't know. I, I obviously I'm, I've never been put in a situation to own own a, a, a big share of a club, so I can't tell you if if uh, if Barcelona if I had an opportunity to buy a good share of Barcelona, would I take it? You know, kind of thing. So it's like you don't know because. Until you're in that situation. Now, maybe, maybe, uh, Lewis Hamilton isn't really that big of a, of an Arsenal fan. I really don't know. I can't tell you, but maybe he's just a fan of the game, but maybe the fact that there was an opportunity to have ownership of a club was just enticing enough for him to take it. So, I mean, once again, I don't know what exactly happened there, but clearly he was interested and he, and he's taking that opportunity. So I think maybe he sees it more as a great opportunity for him. Um, more so than his fandom. And, um, kind of like I said, when the opportunity rose for me to work for the Houston Rockets, I didn't, oh, I, you know, I don't want to play, I don't want to work for a team I'm not a fan of. Like, you know, it was an opportunity to work there, gain some experience, you know, build, you know, network and all that stuff. So for me, it, it was like, I, I, I can't miss out on this opportunity. Let me take this opportunity. And so I think that that's what really what it is. Now, me personally, I honestly will tell you. If Barcelona, Chelsea, Tottenham, uh, you know, ever or FC Dallas, okay, more better FC Dallas, uh, just more realistically, if FC Dallas somehow wants me to buy like part of that part of the club, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I hate FC Dallas. I fucking hate FC Dallas. So no, I would not get ownership of FC Dallas because I'm loyal to these. That that's just the, the Houston Dynamo in me. That w- just wouldn't let me, uh, and it probably because also it's Dallas or Frisco to be more honest, but you know, the, the affiliation with that city is like, I'm like, you know, but, but yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't know if it is, I, I think, I think when, when it comes to certain aspects of the game, 
like when you look at the business side, so like kind of similar to what I said, work trying to, you know, when I was working for the Rockets, I saw more as a, as a business opportunity. And I think maybe that's what Lewis Hamilton is doing. He sees it as a business opportunity. So he doesn't necessarily think of it as, Oh, I'm going to look like a terrible Arsenal fan. And once again, I don't even know how big of an Arsenal fan he really is. Can't really tell you because I really don't know Lewis. One, I just started watching, um, you know, Formula One and it's made because of watching, uh, you know, Drive to Survive. Which they had very little of Lewis Hamilton in it initially, so it's like one of those things where I can't really tell you whether or not, like, oh man, like you know, what a betrayal to the to the Arsenal fandom. It's like I I don't know how big of a fan he is of the club, but I think once again, if it's a business opportunity, I don't I don't think you shake away from it, you know. So, so I mean, I think I'm with uh, Lewis Hamilton. I think I'm with him on his side. Like, it's not like he, like, he, there's a rule that says, you, you know, you can't be a fan. You have to be a fan of this club to buy it. Uh, I mean, I don't believe, I don't believe Mark Cuban had in any sort of way had an affiliation with the city of Dallas, but he owns the Dallas Mavericks. Um, a lot of these owners of, of some of these teams, you know, like some of them aren't from those cities, but they own the teams. So it's like, I, it, it's an interesting thing. I don't think necessarily. Uh, shoot, the new the new owner for the Houston Dynamo, Ted Siegel, he's from New York. So I mean, uh, I think when it's a business opportunity, you know, that's the thing that's different. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to dig too deep for it. I'm just excited. If if Serena Williams and Lewis Hamilton hop in on Chelsea, one, it'll suck for me because once, once again, there is Chelsea, and I'm an, an Arsenal fan, but which I'm happy now because you know. Arsenal beat Chelsea, but you know it just—it's good for the game. It's good on the business sector of the game. It's good for them to have some stars like Serena Williams and Lewis Hamilton um, to have a stake. If they end up getting the bid, obviously that—that that also is the big factor for for that as well. But you know, I'm I'm generally excited, and I can't wait to see you know. One, I just kind of want to see who ends up owning Chelsea at the end of this because it's like it's crazy. How this search has been going, and I mean, maybe it does. It's a little bit of a longer process than you really think, but there's still there's still time, and hopefully, we'll see what happens there. So, hopefully, next time we we talk about Chelsea's, you know, you know, the search for owner of Chelsea, the search is over, and they got an owner. So, we'll see how that goes for them as well. So, we'll keep you guys updated, obviously. And the last headline, and that is Manchester United have found their next manager. Can't promise you if this is their guy. I really can't, can't really promise any of that because you never know. There's always a way to get excited about each manager as they come. But, you know, obviously Manchester United has struggled to find a successor to Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, and honestly, it's really hard because it's Sir Alex Ferguson, arguably one of the greatest managers to have ever managed the game. And, um, yeah, it's been a struggle for Manchester United since it's, it's been, Honestly, um, quite the downfall for Manchester United. Once again, I'm going to take water. But yeah, so like, but, but they believe that this could be their guy, and that is Ten Hag. Ten Hag is currently the manager of Ajax. Um, he will be leaving, you know, obviously this summer to join Manchester United. Um, which is crazy because we all thought Pochettino was going to become the manager of Manchester United. It looks like that's not going to happen. And Ten Hag 
will be taking the next step. And, and you know, we've said a lot of things about the Eredivisie being that like that next step for a lot of these young players. And lo and behold, it's the next step for Ten Hag this time. Um, so if you guys want to know about Ten Hag's, uh, you know, time with Ajax, he has had a total of 156 wins, 25 draws, and 29 losses. He's actually the fastest manager to 100 wins in the Eredivisie. Pretty, pretty good look for him. And I mean, it's Ajax, so it's. If you guys want to know one thing about Ajax, this team is constantly developing talent. Like these guys have just an amazing academy, and it's all given Thanksgiving to Johan Cruyff, the, one of the greatest to have not only played the game, but to have managed the game. Obviously, he built that academy. And he did the same thing with Barcelona, um, you know, which is a style that people will still try to emulate to this day. Is 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 the is the Johan Cruyff metho- uh, methodology of of developing through the youth? Um, but yeah, his time in Ajax, he had two Eredivisie titles, two uh, Dutch cups, and one Johan Cruyff Shield. He was also part of that crazy good Ajax team that a lot of these guys are now playing elsewhere. Obviously, Matias De Ligt, who was in Juventus, Frankie De Jong, who's in Barcelona, Dottie Van de Beek, who's going to be reunited with over at Manchester United, just to name a few. But yeah, has um, has had a really good track record with Ajax, and it's going to be exciting to see what he can do in the next level of Manchester United. But the question is, can he turn this Manchester United team around? I think, honestly, there is so much, so much that needs to be done with Manchester United that it's not it's not one of those things that can be done over one summer. I think there's a lot, a lot of work for anybody who comes into this job. It is a high-pressure job. It's Manchester United. The history, everything that you that Manchester United encompasses with it is one of the bigger brands in all of the English Premier League. You know, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, it's probably the one club that people most can most identify. Um, there's a lot of Manchester United fans because Manchester United it's just a big club. It's just that big of a brand. Um, you, you could probably throw them up there as the Dallas Cowboys of England, if you will, because um, it would be pretty accurate. But I mean, yeah, that, that, that's and that's why there's a lot of pressure with the job. It is going to be a lot of pressure because obviously all the stars that have come out of Manchester United, David Beckham, Paul Scholes, Harry Neville, Sean uh, Ronaldo, you know, Ruben Van Nistroy, Wayne Rooney, you know, it, uh, it is, it is a high pressure job. And if you're not performing, they'll easily cut you out. And it's crazy to think how, how many managers have gone through this job. You're talking about even Jose Mourinho couldn't save this club. And that's saying a lot. I mean, I, you know, I make jokes about Jose Mourinho. He's a really good manager though. Luis Van Gaal couldn't really get this club. Maybe it wasn't the fact that they didn't get the club going, but they just weren't given the time to do it. Uh, Ole Gunnar. As much as it was fun to see Ole Gunnar, we knew he wasn't in. Um, you know, Ryan was only here temporarily. I believe he will be having some involvement with the club. Um, maybe as like a more of a front office type role, not necessarily as a, as a, an assistant or anything like that. But Ten Hag has quite, Quite the load for him. It's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be on him to make sure he puts this club on the right track, and it, it's gonna be a lot of work. It is, 
I, I, I wish I can somehow say that he can somehow do the job right, but I don't know. He's, <laughs> you won't know until he, until he plays, until he goes out there and, and, you know, the product is out there. Now he does have a lot of talent. A lot of this talent is going to be leaving. You know, I know Paul Pogba is going to be gone. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I don't think you give up on Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he, he still has a lot to play in him. Um, you, this club has spent so much money. It's just so much money. You got to get rid of some of these guys. You need to trim the fat and, and, and start fresh. Maybe not a rebuild, but you know, bring guys that you think is going to come in. Now, with him coming back, I don't, with, 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 with Ted Hogg coming in, I think this is a great, great opportunity for Donnie Vandebeek to finally get some real playing time. I, you know, you got Matic leaving. That opens up some space in the midfield. Now, I mean, I know Maddich isn't like a regular starter, but it opens up something for, for, uh, Donnie Vandebeek and the fact that he is familiar with Ten Hogg's style of play. I think it's a, it's a big shot, a big chance for him to come in and, 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 and you'll finally live up to Twitter what thought he was going to be at Manchester United. So I, I, I Am I excited about Ten Hag? Yeah. I mean, from what he was doing over in, at Ajax to to get him to see what he can do in the next level is great. I just don't know how I feel about the Manchester United job. I think it's probably the one of the least appealing jobs right now that's available. So that's my thoughts on that one. Um, we'll, we'll make this our debate topic for next episode. So next episode, we'll have a debate topic for sure. Um, it'll be on Manchester United. So. Get ready for your, for that one right there. So Edward knows ahead of time. We'll be talking about Manchester United. But all right. So those are the headlines. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to listen to an ad and then we'll get going with, uh, the preview for the final month of the, of top soccer. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insert name FC podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting insert name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right. So, like I said, we're going into the final month of the regular season here. Well, of the season. I don't know why I said regular season, but of the seasons for the for the Power 5 leagues. I mean, everywhere else is also wrapping up as well, but obviously we've been following these these leagues specifically. So, so we're going to go ahead and, like I said, who's in the Champions League? Uh, who's in the Europa League? Who's in the Conference League? And who's in the relegation zone as of right now? Obviously. There's a month, there's still games left to be played. So these could really change. There's still some teams that are still competing for either specific spots or a championship. Some teams have already clinched their championships. So we're going to cover all that right here. And we're going to start off in League Un, which congratulations to PSG. They have won once again League Un, um, after last year, Leo winning it, but PSG has won it and with, with some time to spare, um, well, they don't have Champions League going on, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, so PSG are now the champions. They are in first place. 
in second, so in the Champions League, in second place, we have Martial, who is, you know, fighting for that automatic spot. The Champions League, in a Champions League qualifier position, in third place is Rennes. So if they stay in that spot, they would have to play a qualifier to qual, to play playing in the Champions League. If they lose, I believe they get sent to the Europa League. In the Europa League spot, we have in fourth place, Monaco. So, look at you. Look at you, Monaco. Look at you. Remember them? Look, well, there they are. There, now you remember them. Um, in, in the Conference League qualifier, in fifth place is Nice. So, Nice is in that qualifier spot for the Europa Conference League. And the teams are in the relegation zone. In 18th place, who would be playing in a playoff game to stay in, in the, in Ligue 1 is Saint Etienne. And in 19th place, you have Bordeaux. And in 20th place, you have Metz. So these are the, currently the teams fighting to, currently in danger of going down to League 2. Um, you know, I mean, I can't really tell you, can't really predict it for you guys, uh, just cause like I don't, I try to follow league on, but you know it's not necessarily a league that I I follow deeply. But you know anything can happen. We're in the last month, so even though we we know who the champion is, we we still have some other things that still are up for grabs. So I am I'm gonna be intrigued by I, I think league. I mean we'll see we'll see at the end of the month we'll see what happens. In the Serie A, in first place is AC Milan. Which, these are the Champions League spots, by the way. First place is AC Milan. Second place is Inter Milan. So these two are currently battling it out for, for the championship. Third is Napoli. And in fourth place is Juventus. In the Europa League spot, in fifth place, you have Roma. In the Conference League qualifier spot, you have Fiorentina, who's at 16th. It was at sixth place. In sixth place. Now, the teams are in the relegation zone. Are in 18th place is uh, Salernitan. Now, in 19th place, Genoa, and in 20th place, Venezia. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, because um, I know uh, Tanner Tessman and um, and Gianluca Busio are currently with Venezia for the U.S. Men's National Team. So, I don't know, maybe they get transferred over to another club or or they'll stay put and play in, in, in the Serie B. But we'll see what happens there. In the Bundesliga, in the Champions League spots, officially champions for the 10th straight year, Bayern Munich, who stayed at first place. In second place, you have Borussia Dortmund. Third place, you have Bayern Leverkusen. And in fourth place, you have RB Leipzig. So, that was the teams that are currently in a Champions League spot. Once again, Bayern Munich, champions of, of Germany yet again for the 10th straight year. In the Europa League, we currently at fifth place is SC Freiburg. Props to Freiburg, bro, man. Shout out to them. Excuse me. Shout out to them because they've been looking really good. They look really good this season. So hopefully they can finish in some competition in, in a European competition. In the Conference League qualifier spot in sixth place, you have Union Berlin. Also shout out to Union Berlin. Uh, they, they've also had, have had a quite the year for them as well. So shout out to them in the relegation zone. At 16th place, who would be playing in a playoff game would be, is VFB Stuttgart. In 17th place, you have Armenia. And in 18th place, 
unfortunately, Rutherford. So, you know, we did talk about them making their, 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 their return to the Bundesliga. That last time they got relegated. Well, looks like they're getting relegated again. So not looking too good for these guys. Wonder what's going to happen to Julian Green. In La Liga, currently in the Champions League spots are in first place Real Madrid, which could probably be securing a championship pretty soon. Second place, Barcelona, which, I mean, from where they started before Xavi came in to where they are now, you know, I, honestly, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know what would happen if, if, if Xavi would have started the season. Um, but yeah, Barcelona looks really good now, now that, uh, Xavi is, 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 is taking control of the team. Third place, Sevilla. And in fourth place, Atletico Madrid. In the Europa League spot, at fifth place, you have Real Betis. And in the Conference League qualifier, you have sixth place, Real Sociedad. In the relegation zone, you have an 18th place, Bernada. 19th place, Levante. And in 20th place, Alaves. So, yeah. Um, Alaves, they've been, they've been, they've been in La Liga for a while now. Um, so they're probably just having their struggles, man. Um, that's where Bad is playing too. So, I mean, he's on loan, but we'll see what happens there for him. In the English Premier League, in the Champions League spot, obviously the talk of the town between these two teams. In first place, you have Manchester City, but right behind them in second place is Liverpool. Third place, Chelsea. And in fourth place, Arsenal. The, the crazy thing about right now in the, in the, in the English Premier League is that there is a clear battle for that fourth place spot. It is Arsenal, the team that's currently in the Europa League spot in fifth place, Tottenham, and the team that is currently in sixth place for that conference league qualifier, Manchester United. So these three have been battling it out. And, you know, Arsenal already got the upper hand with Manchester United when they beat them, uh, recently three to one. But they also have a match coming up against Tottenham. So that is going to be a big decider of who's going to have that fourth place spot, um, for that final Champions League spot. So it's crazy. It's cool to see Arsenal back in there. Um, I'm, I'm really happy for them. Um, uh, we'll see what, how this season ends for them because I'm really excited for it. I'm just excited for the future of Arsenal. In the relegation zone, currently at 18th place, you have Everton, 19th place, Watford, 20th place, Norwich City. All right. So obviously you guys want to know, Hey, Hector, how was, um, how was the, how was the, the, jer- the jersey giveaway? You know, you were saying that, you know, Newcastle United, you, Newcastle United didn't get relegated. If, if Newcastle United gets relegated, then you would do, no, if they don't get relegated, sheesh, I'm everywhere with this. If they don't, if they don't get relegated, you would do a jersey giveaway. Well, it's going to happen because Newcastle United is currently ninth place. So they're like nowhere near the bottom of the table. Um, props to Newcastle United. They, they made the transfers they needed to make and they brought the, the guy. Ooh. Oof, my bad. And they brought the right coach. Well, maybe he's not the right coach, but they brought in the coach that they're going to help at least keep them afloat in the English Premier League. So when the season's over, we'll go ahead and, uh, make the, uh, the, the, the proper announcements for the, the jersey giveaway. So I just want to give myself some hope. Give myself some hope. But yes, the jersey giveaway is going to happen. 
and obviously I'm doing two jersey giveaways. I'll be doing one on Instagram and one on Twitter. Once again, follow them at Instagram Name FC. It's pretty important that you follow them or else you're not going to be able to be part of the giveaway. So that is what's going on right now in the Power 5 leagues in Europe. We'll see what happens near the at the end of this month, you know, at the end of May. Who are the champions? Who are the, who is going to Champions League? Who's going to Europa League? Who's going to be going for that conference league? And who is out of the top flight? All right. Games to recap. Edwards game to recap is Juventus beating Sassuolo two to one. Sassuolo had 63% of the possession of this game, which is crazy to believe, to say that when we're talking about Juventus here. And Sassuolo also outshot Juventus 22 to 10. And I, and I also outshot them on target seven to five. But you can give props to the Juventus because they were probably the more accurate team. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's big, big time players come up in big time moments. And that's exactly what they got from Moise King, who scores in the 88th minute, uh, to secure the win. And his, you know, I've been really high on Moise King. Uh, he's, you know, he's doing things as he's going. Keep speaking about him. Hopefully he finally gets an opportunity somewhere. But yeah, so even though Juventus probably didn't look great in this game, well, maybe not possession wise at least, but you know, they found found a way to win, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. And Juventus, I think, helped solidify at least that Champions League spot with that win. And my game to recap is Bayern Munich beating Borussia Dortmund 3-1. to um, Bayern Munich had 58% of the possession. Bayern Munich also outshot Borussia Dortmund 14-7, to 6-2 on shots, on shots on target. So Bayern Munich was just straight up just dominating this game. Well, okay, fifty-eight percent of the possession isn't necessarily like, oh my god, that's super high. But the the thing with me was just the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> when we did our previews for the for the leagues, and when we were talking Bundesliga, you know, obviously we we clipped, you know, we we did the reel on 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 Instagram and Twitter of Edward saying that his favorite to win the Bundesliga was Risky Dorman. Obviously, I lost it and I started laughing hysterically because I just can't see anyone else but Bayern Munich winning the Bundesliga. They've dominated this league for so many years. Ten straight years now. Bayern Munich have won the Bundesliga for ten straight years. It's just crazy. Um, maybe it's a, it's a testament to the Bayern Munich or maybe it's a testament to the league. Um, yeah, I want to see some more competition. I think Borussia Dortmund always brings in the competition, but they just, for some reason, can't do it against Bayern Munich. And it's just, um, it's, it, not, you know, this, it, this hurts for, for Dortmund. Obviously, you know, they, they, you know, they not only lose their rival, but that loss solidified it for Bayern Munich. And I'm sure that, that, that was even, that was basically pouring salt on the wound. It was definitely not a fun moment for them, but, but yeah, so Bayern Munich ends up winning the game three to one and are once again champions of Germany for the 10th straight year. Players of the week. Edwards player of the week is Christian Pulisic. He scores the winning goal in Chelsea's one nothing win against West Ham United. And he came off as a sub. So every, you know, it's like more, everyone has doubts about Christian Pulisic and then he pulls stuff like this and it's just like, you gotta give the man respect. Um, hopefully he gets some playing time with Chelsea. If not, I hope he goes to, 
hope some team offers him an opportunity because I I I, I hate that he doesn't get as much play time. Um, yeah, because I uh, you know it's Captain America, man. You want to see this kid playing? You know what he brings to the table, man. It, you know he does all the all the right stuff. So you know, put some respect on my boy, man. Let's 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 see more Christian Pulisic out there. Um, because he you know time and time again he does he does his thing, and this you know this is proof that this guy goes out there and he and he grinds it out. And my player of the game, my player of the week, is Gabriel Jesus. Who you guys are, if, if you guys remember anything. Usually I say this is, he's a red card waiting to happen. He's also rumored to be going to Arsenal. So, you know, because Arsenal desperately needs an, a, a, a striker. Um, I don't know how I feel about Gabriel Jesus. Um, I, I I like him. I don't, I'm not saying he's bad or anything like that. I just, I'm just not sure if this is the guy we need. But, you know, apparently Mikel Arteta does. So we'll see what happens there. But Gabriel Jesus scores four goals in Manchester City's 5-1 win against Watford. The man was just possessed, you know, he was, he just was able to find the net and, and, you know, that's why he, he, he ends up scoring four goals. So not only does he get a hat trick, but, you know, gets, gets a, an extra one for, to, to put some icing on that cake. But yeah, so congratulations to Christian Pulisic and Gabriel Jesus, two players that don't get much playing time with their teams, but they're coming up big for them this week. So congratulations, congratulations for being our players of the week. All right, so we got some games coming up this weekend. We'll kick things off at the MLS. Unfortunately, the Houston Dynamo couldn't beat FC Dallas because you know the refs in the MLS suck, and they don't know how, what a goal looks like. Um, but they have a chance to take on another Texas rival as the Houston Dynamo go ahead and take on Austin FC and LAFC taking on Minnesota United. So those are two games that I highly recommend you guys check out. Over at the MLS in Liga Mekis, like I said, this is the last day of season play for uh, for Liga MX. So there's a lot of pressure going into this day because there's still some spots that need to be played for for either reclassification or for that automatic those auto, that top four spot that gets you automatically into into the tournament. Um, but here are the two games to highlight: Tigres versus Atlas. You know, obviously. Atlas um, currently in that final uh, automatic spot. But, you know, obviously, if Tigres can go ahead and beat them, could help America jump into that, that spot as well. So that's, a, that's, that's one thing to look forward to. And then on the other, on the other spectrum, to make it to that reclassification spot, we have Leon taking on Toluca. Toluca is outside right now. But, Obviously, a win against Leon could jump them over and put them into the into the reclassification. So it is it is a possibility. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Also, shout out to Pachuca because they're currently in first place. Uh, <laughs> so ever ever got it. Um, in League One, we have RC Lens taking on Nantes and Marcial versus Leon. In the Serie A, we have AC Milan taking on Fiorentina. And Udinese versus Inter Milan. So, hey, we gotta follow what's going on with AC Milan and Inter because obviously these are two currently fighting for the for the top spot in the Serie A. So we'll see what happens. Can Inter Milan repeat, or can AC Milan return to the glory years of winning championships in the Serie A? We'll see what happens there. In the Bundesliga, we have Augsburg taking on Cologne, 
and Borussia Dortmund looking to bounce back as they take on Bochum. In La Liga, we have Athletic Bilbao taking on Atletico Madrid and Rayo Vallecano taking on Real Sociedad. So teams that are looking to keep their spots are, are in or try to improve their spots are, are getting themselves in the mix. Rayo Vallecano obviously coming on from a big win against Barcelona. So we'll, we'll see who, who, who keeps it, who keeps in form. And in the English Premier League, we have Newcastle United who staying in the Premier League, taking on Liverpool. So hopefully Liverpool can at least earn some confidence. I mean, they're, they're staying in the Premier League, but you know, just I need, I need, I need, I need, I need something. I need something here. I need some punishment. All right. And the last game, Tottenham versus Leicester City. Um, this one's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. So also maybe Leicester can, could beat Tottenham. So makes Arsenal's job a little bit better by fourth place. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. But like I said, man, these are the games that are coming up this week. Um, just, I mean, they're not all the games, but I, you know, this is the ones that we think if you are trying to figure out the game, uh, trying to say what, what game should I watch? Well, this is kind of your, your guide to, to see. Uh, what is out there. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, but as long as you're watching soccer, that's all that really matters at the end of it all. So there is that. So I'm going to go ahead and take one more break and then we'll go ahead and wrap the show. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are Intername FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. All right, guys. Yeah, I know this is going to be a really short one. I know. But hey, you know, sometimes you got to let, let your co-hosts get a break, much needed break. And uh, this was a little bit challenging for me. Uh, I know I've, I've been able to do it a few times where I've gotten to gotten to two hours by myself, but it's a lot of work sometimes, man. And uh, I just I don't I don't think I had the strength for it today, and I, and I apologize for that. But I th- I still think I you know we we had a pretty good show nonetheless. But just so you guys be clear, yes, there is going to be two jersey giveaways. It's gonna be on Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you guys. Well, you're going to have to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. By the end of the season, that's when the announcement will be officially made, when the season's officially over. You know, I know they're, they're, they're in the Premier League. I get it. But just, just so you guys be clear, follow us on Twitter. The, when I make the post, the post will be there. You're going to have to follow us anyways to, 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 to qualify for it. So be ready for that. But with all that being said, man, shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow their web, check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Um, if you guys want to know about Belly Up TV, well, which is a great, great channel that Belly Up has, uh, follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media. Um, they have this great partnership with Tiki Live, um, nonstop coverage of some great sports, some great podcasts that are on that network. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, our, our guy Kelsey over at High Level Sports is one of those guys that you, you can see on Belly Up TV. So if you want to see Kelsey's pretty little mug, there's your chance right there. Um, once again, follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media. That's how you're going to be notified when, when things are popping over there in Belly Up. So be tuned for that. Shout out to Alejandro Gomez and AG Graphics who created 
Instagram MC logo. We love the logo. If you need a logo done, follow our girl, man. Hit her up. She's going to take great care of you. Follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics. Once again, at a.g.graphics. With an X, not a C, not a CS. With an X, because she's cool like that. So once again, follow her on Instagram so you can get some graphic, some sweet logos done. Awesome. Shout out to our man, our myth, our legend, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. Roosevelt Spencer, he is our producer. He makes our beats, our intros, our outros. He makes it sound nice when we do our singing bets. All that good stuff. Spencer is our guy. If you guys love our beats and you want some beats done for yourself, maybe you're a rapper, maybe you you got a podcast of your own and you need a sick intro and outro, hit up our guy Spencer on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. You know, he does a lot of hard work for us, man. We always appreciate him because who knows who would be without him. So yeah, so thank you for listening to episode 86. I know this was a short one, but hey, we'll get back into it. We got Liga MX playoffs to preview next week. So you know we're going to be excited for that. Everybody's going to be excited about that. So with all that being said, man, once again, Thanks for listening. Catch us next week for episode 87. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply.